Annyeong, this is Hallyu Juku starring Brandon Cooper and myself, P.D. Ray. This is episode 5, Snidely Whiplash, M.D. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hallyu Juku. I am P.D. Rave here with you. And with me, as always, is Brandon Cooper, a.k.a. King Cass. How you doing, Cass? I am doing well. Yes. I've been yes. listening to Sorry Sorry for the past seven minutes because that song is long as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Got a little super junior. Let's dance. Isos. You can't see me, but I'm I'm doing really shitty isos. <laughs> Uh, so what are we I'm talking both. about this week? Yes, we're talking about a whole lot of mess of stuff. Uh, first of all, I promised last week when we did our, our little discussion on, uh, comparing, uh, the members of Sunesha Day to the members of Wu-Tang Clan that I would construct. I said that, you know, you could put together Bing Bang and 21, you get nine members. And I would construct a, li- a comparison list. So I have all done right. such a thing. All right, I'm gonna let's I'm go gonna... with the rundown. All right, I'll let's say it's not it's not perfect, but I tried my best. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna leave the main event for last, but I'm gonna go with all right. So uh, the easiest one, like I said last week, was Dara is old dirty bastard because <laughs> she's the OTB most be in the house. <laughs> she's the most ridiculous and the yeah. most hilarious, and everybody loves her. Uh, yeah. Uh, I threw in, okay, she so the, got, she is the one that can do no wrong. Like, if yeah. she went to, if, if she went to, like, the Korean official, whatever, you know, and, and picked up government money, but was still famous as fuck, everybody would be like, oh, Dara. Oh, Dara. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up I have, uh, CL as Inspector Deck. She okay. Kinda, Inspector Deck was kind of the standout. Uh, on many of the Wu-Tang records, kind of the one that stood out, uh, not, even though not, she wasn't, he wasn't the leader. And CL, uh, the, well, she is the leader, but she's always the standout character. So I kind of went, you know, they're both talented rappers and I think they're, they sound well. Uh, Bomb is Raekwon. You know, Raekwon <laughs> okay. being the chef and Bomb, well, she loves corn. <laughs> she can eat. Yeah. Uh, I want Taeyong as Ghostface Killer. Cause he always got that mask on <laughs> lately. Okay. Always, okay. Yeah. He, he is a bit showy. Yeah. Yeah. And you can imagine Taeyong with the, again, with that golden eagle on his arm. <laughs> the okay, giant yeah. golden he, he, eagle. He's, he's one more version of Taeyong away from that. Like, yeah. That next version of Taeyong is going to have a golden eagle on his arm. Yeah. Uh, I went with, uh, Minzy as Mastakilla. Minzy was tough. Cause I was thinking okay. about going, you know, she's the maknae of basically this, even putting them together, she's the maknae of the whole group. And I was thinking, yeah. well, who's the maknae of Wu-Tang Clan? It, it technically it's Method Man. Yeah. But that doesn't work cause I have had, you know, somebody else assigned for him. Uh, but Mastakilla is technically the maknae experience wise of Wu-Tang Clan cause he's the least, he was the least experienced rapper. He's the one that learned from everyone else. Which makes sense for Minzy, I think. Okay, okay. Um, 
Uh, it's got, it got a little tougher, so I got you know, this one, this one. All right, I got this whole group. Got a little tougher. I threw in uh, Singri as you god. Okay. It could kind of work. It's not really a lot to connect them, but it could kind of work. Now I got left. Uh, Daesung is Method Man. <laughs> Daesung is Method. All right, that's a surprising one. Daesung is Method Man is surprising. Mainly just because they're the both the most uh, funny, the funniest member of Big Bang, in my opinion, Daesung. The funniest yeah. member of Wu Tang Clan, Method Man. I mean, he's not yeah. always funny, but he has his moments. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, now the last two were extremely tough. Uh, you went, you threw a G uh, Dragon as Jizza. I went ahead and put Top as Jizza. Okay. And and I put G Dragon as Rizza. I put G Dragon as Rizza because G Dragon's the one that's got his hands in all the pots behind the scenes and producing and writing on all this. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. think, and that left with Top as Jizza. Now. That's a tough one because I, I I do agree with your your assessment that he could work as Jizza as well. So I was like constantly mulling that over, and then I did come up with an alternate solution. If we include Capadonna in the mix, since he's more or less kind of an unofficial member of the of Wu Tang Clan, you could have Top as Capadonna, G Dragon as Jizza, and Teddy Park as Rizza. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what what do you think? Does that does that list work for you? Um, it's fun. I I, I feel like Minzy needs a stronger character, but she is kind of quiet. Like unless you kind of seek out stuff about Minzy, like you don't you don't get a lot about her, you know? Yeah. Cuz she's just she just kind of quiet, like she tweets here and there. Um yeah. for a while she was she was the the Taeyong of of 21 like yeah. <laughs> every time she tweeted a video it was of her dancing in the studio by herself and you're just like okay working on those dance moves damn yeah. you you're cute yeah <laughs> also you're 16 so i should stop saying yes. that you're cute yeah not anymore though so not anymore she's yeah. of legal age yeah. uh and they did and she she apparently uh uh got more beautiful uh, according to the official reports, did you see that they that they finally admitted that she got uh she got her nose done <laughs> recently? Okay, like I d- I didn't need an official for that. I saw the last video and I was like, what "The fuck happened to your face?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, see, "What the? You've been hanging out with Park? Like, yeah. God damn it! Like, fuck! You know, you let bomb. it get to you, like, yeah." Uh, and that's the basic, cause that was the reaction people had with it. I think mainly, that mainly was what fueled the, like the reaction and they had to, the, the fact that they had to like come out with an official statement was because, uh, people are afraid. They look at her and they see that the, she might have gotten a procedure and then they look over to the left and they see bomb and they go, look at her, look at bomb. It's like, think of your future. Don't do it. You have so much and, to and live it's for. Not that anybody doesn't like Bomb. Like everyone loves her. Love They're Bomb. just like you're kind of Dolly Parton in this shit, honey. Like you are super cute, and you're still cute. You're still super cute. Park Bomb is still super cute, but she's it's just like awesome. stop it. Stop. <laughs> she's she's adorable and awesome in so many ways. It's just that 
she, the whole transforming into a Final Fantasy character kind of should yeah. be put to a and halt. You, and now you've been kind of looking at the reality show that's on their YouTube channel. Totally different looking person, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of scary. Hopefully, and she says, and, and here's the thing I'll say. Their official explanation was that she had, uh, uh, she had a, de- uh, I think rhinitis and a deviated septum. And, and so she was in there to get that fixed. And her mom said, Hey, while you're in there, why not a little, you know, a little tightening up of the nose, you know, just, you know, <laughs> while you're on the knife, just go ahead and take care of that. What? I'd freak the fuck. I'd wake up and be like, all right, cool. Got that taken care of. Oh, man, my face feels weird. Look in a mirror and you're like, what happened? <laughs> I think it was something, yeah, it was something they agreed on, but that'd be hilarious. Uh, I, I understand the explanation as somebody with a, a severely deviated septum myself. I can understand how that could sincerely affect things and how you'd want to, you know, get that taken care of, especially if you have a singing career, but, uh, we will have to see, but yeah. Um, but yeah, more on the list. I think, yeah, of course, Dara is ODB. <laughs> I still, I think that's the easiest one to think of just cause she's hilarious. Uh, Dude, she's so ridiculous. Like, and she knows she's ridiculous, and that's the best part about it, you know? Yeah. Like, she's like, dude, I'm having fucking the time of my life. I'm getting to do the, like, this thing that I want to do. Like, I'm gonna, I'm an, and I'm a ridiculous ass character. I'm gonna do that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's just so awesome. Uh, I think, yeah, uh, any, do you, do you have any, any suggestions of any swapping them out, uh, of these, uh, Guys, I don't know. Like you said, it's it's hard, dude. Especially when you get to those top people, especially like Method Man, RZA, Jizza. You know, it's just like you don't really necessarily know where to go. Like you could almost go Method Man for for top as well. You know, yeah. because Top is such a breakout character in his in his own right. You know, yeah. doing movies and and action stuff. You know, stuff that's so far from where you thought Top would be. You know, and the same thing with Method Man. Like, nobody ever perceived Method Man to go on to be an actor and, like, kind of a, a comical actor in senses and, and sometimes doing serious stuff. Yeah. So, like, you know, kind of the same thing with Top. But at least Method Man gave us albums first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Still love you. Top's my boy. I'm getting that album when it drops. Yeah, me too. Um... Also, randomly, I decided to, uh, cross the streams a little bit and, uh, leave Wu-Tang out of it. And I actually, for, for no reason whatsoever, I actually constructed a little list, a haphazard list of Big Bang of 21 versus Girls Generation. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I'll just throw them out there. Uh, Minzi Asahyun, easy, Makne Makne. Uh, Adara is Taeyeon. Cause Taeyeon is, is pretty much the, the Dara of Girls Generation, though she's much more of a, a leader character, but she, her personality is, you know, just as hilarious and ridiculous. Uh, Bomb is Young, cause they're both the mm-hmm. big eaters. <laughs> uh, Seal, I went with Jessica for Seal. Uh, I think the attitudes work with them and think that they, they match up well. Uh, I went with, uh, alright, Tiffany is Sungri. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that works well. Hyoyeon as Taeyang. 
the dancing queen of Ghost Generation versus the dancing fool of Big Bang. Uh, Yuna is top and Yuri, Yuri is, uh, G Dragon. I think those work, uh, a little bit. And of course, the last one, Sunny is Daesung. <laughs> Sunny and Daesung, mm-hmm. just cause, it, you know, family, it's, you know, Sunny was the Daesung of Invincible Youth. <laughs> you know, her, him, her and Shin Young and, uh, Daesung and, and Lee and, and Yu Daesung, they're like, that, those were like the two teams and they're hilarious. Uh, but that was a fun list. It was kind of haphazard list, but it was a fun list to do as an extra credit. I should have done more extra credit at school. Maybe I wouldn't be working <laughs> at Best Buy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, any hoodle doodle. Speaking of hip hop, uh, like random, okay, random little thing, uh, dynamic duo over the time where we were gushing about top, uh, dynamic duo dropped a new video for, for one of the songs up their recent album, uh, for, uh, hot wings <laughs> featuring Yodin. Now saying it out loud. It sounds like a funny title. I, I didn't, I didn't say it out loud before because obviously I don't talk to myself <laughs> most of the time. Now saying it out loud. It's kind of hilarious. Hot yeah, wings. I, I, I'm surprised you didn't like make that a point of the thing that the, the thing is hot wings. <laughs> Yeah, no, let's think about it. Uh, but yeah, it was still a fun song with, like, with Hyardin, uh, who's, you know, doing her own stuff as a guest star. Uh, yeah. you got to see it, like, a little, you got to see it just before we, uh, started. Yeah, I'm listening to it again right now, and man, it's such, just a, a smooth, kind of jazzy hip hop song. And yeah. it's just, it's good, dude. Like, dynamic duo. I always, I always forget about them. So then when I hear something from them, it's so surprising and it shouldn't be because I know how good they are. Yeah. But man, every time I hear something from them, it is so freaking good, you know? Yeah. That it surprises me. And I, and I'm like, why is this so surprisingly good? And I'm like, I know dynamic duo is amazing. Um, yeah. I, I have the same problem with, uh, with Lee Sung. Like, yeah. uh, the, the group from, from Gary from, uh, Running Man. Uh, like anytime I hear one of their songs, I'm just like, holy shit, this is good. I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is really <laughs> good, you know? And I always surprise myself because they're both so, such quiet characters on the two variety shows that they're on. Yeah. And like, they, they're either really quiet and you forget that they're in an episode or they're super ridiculous and take over an episode. Yeah. Um, and like any, anytime like anybody physically challenges Gary, they're always so, like, he will win and everyone's like, what the f- fuck <laughs> like, damn gary's strong and they're like yeah I mean, fuck i forgot he used to box and stuff and he's yeah. like oh hey i won <laughs> yeah yeah so and like he's like uh yeah he's such an uh unassuming character like uh that those funny moments like I think some of the, it's such a uh, regular guy, such a guy that doesn't belong in the, in the K-pop industry, because obviously he's yeah. just a Korean hip-hop artist, and it's like, he's not an idol, he's just a, a talented hip-hop artist, and like, you see him on the show, and they, they always like point it out, but like, it's funny to look at him and realize, wow, he looks like he's just a dude from out the country, like, you know, from out the Korean rural side, you know, like, like he'd yeah. be out picking like, uh, red peppers out in a hot day, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Like he's just like a regular guy, and he's a talented dude, and they're like multi millionaires too. A, that that kind of continuing episode that they had with the baseball player, he had like a, some really great moments in that, and one of them was they did this stupid gag where like people were supposed to teleport out of a door, but then the rest yeah. of the group was just that didn't get pictures standing there on this yeah. shitty platform. Yeah. You know, and, and Gary is the only one who, pre- who picked this one door. Yeah. So like, okay, all the rest of the people are standing here on the platform. The platform breaks. Oh, ha ha ha. You know, all the other people come through and they're trying to do the like, Oh, oh, whoa, where are we? Oh man. <laughs> you know, and they're like, Oh man, you guys are terrible at that. We could have did that better. So like the other group goes around. You know, they block their door, so they come out of Gary's door, and they're like, oh, oh, what, what the hell? Ah! And Gary comes out like, hey, I might as well introduce myself. And they're like, no, 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 go back, go back. He's like, God damn. Back. You're ruining it. And he's like, oh, what the hell? You know, and he goes back there, but then he stays back there for so long, and then he doesn't say anything that they cut over to him, and he's just kind of like, all right, I guess I'm going to oh, wait. Yeah. And, like, it's just... Moments like that where Gary, like, if that was anybody else on that show, if that was UJ Salk, if that was, you know, Ha Ha or, or, or Kwang Su, they would have been poking around the door like, Hey, what about me? Hey, you know, <laughs> like somebody talk to me, you know, back here. Gary's just like, all right, I'm going to wait and kind of just, Oh, they're introducing somebody, you know, and he's behind the door clapping <laughs> like, yeah, it's a great yeah. you know. But oh, yeah, and, yeah, and I have the same thing with like dynamic duo. They just kind of are under my radar. So when they stand out, they stand the fuck out. And I'm like, oh yeah. my God, have you not heard dynamic duo? What? I'm going to punch yeah. you in the face. And, <laughs> and then that just ends unpleasant. And then they're like, oh, all right, I'm not going to listen to your music suggestions and I'm not going to talk to you. Damn it. Yeah. You punch me in the face. Uh, but, no, this is, this is an awesome song. It's very well put together. It's a, it's, surprisingly a lot of it in english yeah it's really cool and uh hyorin contributing some really nice vocals to it uh yeah she's she's a pretty good singer and i'm looking forward to listening to when i can the rest of her solo album because i think she has a really cool voice um yeah randomly another new release uh we're getting into christmas season (laughs) uh and it's time for uh k-pop to get into christmas of course and we got our girls, Crayon Pop, to give us a uh, mm-hmm. lonely Christmas with its uh, addictive song and addictive video. Uh, lonely Christmas. What, 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 what do you think, Cass? <laughs> Alright, like, it's a bit of a problem because I listened to this song right after the Dynamic Duel song and right after I went through that whole emotional thing. So I was like, eh. Um, I felt kind of eh about it. Like, I need, I think I'm going to go back and listen to it again later and see how I feel about it. But I don't know. It's not amazing. It's not, you know, it's, it's not amazing. It's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's, it's fun. It's kind of, it's a fun little silly concept and dance and like they do a little na 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 and the little like wigglings of dance. Yeah. I think, uh, I think, uh, Crayon Pop are really just, they're f- kind of just fun. I think they, they, they just kind of exist to create, f- uh, mild fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're not, they're not gonna, you know, blow the world on fire, but they're gonna give you a lot of fun tracks. 
<laughs> and uh, I think this one's another one. I think I, I kind of enjoyed it. And I kind of enjoyed the fact that like the whole thing was constructed like it was a music video about shooting a music video, and then it ends with uh, with uh, them having lost all the footage <laughs> yeah. because one of the members dropped the, the camera. Why they didn't notice that the camera was on the floor uh, the entire time is beyond me. But right. it was a nice little joke at the end. Uh, but a fun track. Um, I wanted to talk about fun things off the top because this is, uh, this is a not fun thing. This next thing. <laughs> this is just crazy to me. And I, I, maybe it's something that, uh, is more well known amongst other people that are more, have been more into J-pop or, you know, Asian pop music than I have. But yeah. this whole story about one, uh, Igawa Motsutaka, uh, talking about how he witnessed, uh, sexual favors being exchanged between, uh, female idols and like, uh, the, you know, the head honchos is crazy. <laughs> is it, is it as yeah. crazy to you as it is to me? Not, not really. It's always been a rumor of a thing. Like if you followed kind of deep into, Japanese pop and Japanese idol groups, like, it's always been kind of a thing, especially with the kind of struggle to get ahead, because it's usually the groups are, are large numbered groups, and there's so much, there's so much for the girls to do, you know, like, there's so many avenues of things that they can do, acting, singing, you know, movies, and, and of course, the music, and, and TV, and all this kind of other stuff, and, and, yeah, you're in a group, but, you, there are always going to be standouts, you know? So yeah. you think of, of groups like, which I'm not surprised by the groups that are named here, Morning Museum and AKB48. Like, you think of those groups and, like, you know, trying to stand out in this sea of other girls and, like, all this other shit. And then even when it gets down to the names, like, I know a lot of these names, yeah, there are some that I'm surprised to see mentioned here, but when it gets down to the breakdown of who it might actually really be that, like, is being talked about in this particular story, I'm not really super surprised. Yeah. <laughs> um, two of them being very well-known AKB members that have graduated and gone on to solo careers, uh, Kisi and, uh, Itano, um, never have necessary, and I don't want to make this like, oh, they're not my favorite, so pff, of course they're fucking the ones doing this shit. It's just, you know, they've never necessarily been two of my favorites, and they've always seemed to nev to always be the girls in the group who were using the group to do other things. You know what I'm saying? And I'm yeah. not necessarily saying because of that, this seems to fit them necessarily. Like, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, like, that's how it's always seemed to me, right? Is yeah. that they're like, okay, I'm doing this so that I can get here. Um, yeah. And they've just always been known to be kind of, of sexual entities in a sense like yeah. when kisei kind of did her her solo thing like it was a big controversy because like she did this topless thing with a kid holding her boobs like yeah. <laughs> you know um uh, uh i'm a little surprised to see uh 
Maida Atsuko's name on here. Yeah, think, but uh, she was she was a very big, 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 fucking gleaming star in AKB. Like fucking yeah. like there were no other girls when she was around. It was her and her alone. Yeah, um, I think uh, it's partly just because she was sixteen at the time, and yeah. so they're like, all right, these were the sixteen-year-olds at the time. All right, let's kind of you know parlay that information and you know see if we can figure that out uh so it, it, she's probably just there because that of that one fact and might have nothing to do with it but you know the, the point is not to speculate about who did what to who right uh because that's whatever you know that's in the past that's uh hopefully you know it was consensual and you know whatever private things people do whatever uh but it's just yeah. crazy to kind of think that that's the way things could work and i i hope that maybe it was of a time and maybe things aren't that way but uh that's just me being idealistic i hope that maybe this never happens nowadays but i don't know like it, it seems harder because even even in akb itself right akb in itself is this this spawn of an ultimate thing right they have freaking John Con tournaments, you know, rock, paper, scissor tournaments to determine who gets to be in music videos. And even yeah. that is a big giant thing, right? Yeah. You know? Um, and then they have spawned other groups just from being AKB 48 and other people wanting, like, you know, to have what the, the core center of AKB 48, which is the theater show, right? In Akihabara. Um, like other places wanting that as well. So they've spawned other groups in other parts of Japan, which are just as, as big. And then now you have like these, these, okay, we're moving this girl to this group and that girl to this group. And like, she's part of the main group for that, you know, and you have all that movement and you have all this stuff. And like, you know, they, they do these big giant, giant tours at parts of the year. You know what I got to get you to see one time is one of the documentaries to see how hard these fucking girls work. Like, yeah, Oh, I can like imagine pass yeah. out backstage like after a song and they're just like all right come on like fucking get some water in you get the fuck up get back out there you know and they're just like nope that's what i do and i'm yeah. happy about it and you're like fuck uh, dude like okay i, I i'm uh it's okay you don't have to you can you right. can take a nap i'm okay i'll be okay <laughs> with that if you take a nap uh, i won't hate you uh, don't listen to that weird 14 year old kid or that 43 year old guy out there that's yelling at you to come back on the stage. Uh, it's okay. You can have, you yeah. can have some instant noodles and take a nap. <laughs> you don't have to be on all the time. It's okay. And that, that's something that some of it is carried over to, uh, the Korean pop scene. I, I'm glad that those numbers aren't replicated that much in, you know, K-pop, like, and yeah. that kind of scene. Cause like, you know, the most there is, is like, you know, Super Junior had 13 members, uh, and like, you know, Girls' Generation has nine. And like, uh, and the only people doing the graduation thing are after school. And that's it. Like, <laughs> uh, I can, I know all the members of Girls' Generation and there's nine of them. So like, uh, because there's a, you know, there is that one group. I don't know. It's hard to really compare it because it's just two different cultures. I just, 
It just seems crazy. <laughs> I think uh, there yep. there are better. I just you worry about what it, people will do to get make it big, and you maybe want to set them aside and say, "Hey, you know, you could just get a regular job or just yeah, go solo." You but, could, but it, it's it's just so hard, you know. Like, but when it's your dream, some of the, it's some like, of the yeah. girls, some of the girls are in that group. Not to be singers or dancers or actresses, but they're like, oh, I want to be a comedian. But it's yeah. really hard to get into that field. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's no base way to get into that field. Okay, like, but there's an easy way to get into AKB. Yeah. You know? Like, I just have to do an audition. I just have to show up. I just have to look cute. You know? And kind of yeah. be able to sing and kind of be able to follow choreography. And then they have a comedy show that I can be on. You know what I'm? Yeah. And then there are girls who want to be actresses. Man, that's really hard to get into because it's saturated with these people who have been doing it for years and they continue to do it because, you know, they can, they, you know, Asians tend to look a bit younger. So it's like, oh, you know, they, they can keep acting, you know, at 30 as 20 because, you know, you, there's not a real lot of facial feature difference. Like, you know, yeah. unless you're really, really looking for it. So, like, man, how, it's hard to get into that. It's easy to get into a morning museum and, and you know, be on one of their shows or get in the AKB and, and get a job doing a, a drama, you know? Yeah. So, so it's know. just it's tough, you know? It's tough, yeah. Um, you know, people, people, you know, when they have their positions, uh, <laughs> they, they hold on to them and they want to get in there. Um, Alright, let's switching gears, cause, uh, this is, this is just, it's not much of a story, it's just a funny image. <laughs> it's, uh, Lady Gaga showing up at a, at a show called Music Station, uh, where she mm-hmm. dressed up as Carrie Pami Piamu, and apparently, uh, unknowingly to her, incurred her wrath, cause there's a great picture of her staring a hole mm-hmm. into the back of her head, <laughs> like she's <laughs> about to kill her. And in yeah. only the way that Carrie Pommy Pommy can. <laughs> Which happens to be one of uh our our mutual co host favorite Japanese uh idols singer, yeah. Uh yeah, DJM has uh, said that she is uh one of his favorites. Uh she she is she's a uniquely fascinating, really cool uh, character and personality. Uh yeah. I have to say. Like the music is fun. Like you can't, mm-hmm. you can't like deny that the Carrie Pammy Pammy is just fun. Like, and the videos are fun. They're not, they're they're silly, but they're not serious. They're just like there's a there's a humor to it. They're not, you know, because a lot of these in in you know different genres of different places in different countries can be weird when they're trying to be serious and just comes off hilarious. But she's just trying to be funny, and it, it works well. But she's fascinating. Mm-hmm. What what is your stance on Carrie Pommy Pommy Cass? I love her. I think like you said, I think she's fun. I think she knows that she's fun, but I think she you know, she's she's had a lot of comparisons to Lady Gaga, but I just I don't know. I think she knows she's doing it for the fun of it, but she's a really good musical talent. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's that whereas like Lady Gaga thinks she's this artsy genius. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But Carrie Pommy Pommy is so much fun that, 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 uh, the, I need to listen to, I need to watch some more of her music videos because I've watched a couple and, and I've enjoyed them. So I'm going to go, I'm going to make an effort to catch more of this stuff. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, so much fun. Uh, let's talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so lately, you and I have been trying to get. Uh, I need to start watching again. Uh, you and I have talked about Infinity Challenge on the show. Uh, how we find, you know, Drama Fever finally has it up on subs. We're gonna probably try to make an effort to catch the our earlier episodes wherever we can. Um, another UJ Silk joint. Another UJ Silk joint. Uh, his <laughs> NBC show. <laughs> so, you know, because he's got one on KBS, one on SBS, and one on NBC. It's like he collects a whole set and it's like, yeah. uh, he has to maintain one on, he has to like keep spinning those three different, those three spinning, uh, discs. Uh, <laughs> and he's got to keep those plates spinning. Uh, he, he, if he ain't getting a check at least once a day, something is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, there was a, okay. So one of the things that we were talking about is how they, uh, how haha went, uh, had a visitor from Jamaica. Uh, the, mm-hmm. like the prime minister of entertainment and there's like a whole thing and a whole bit happened to that. Uh, I don't know the context of what, uh, why, uh, this image happened, but they encountered, you know, uh, uh, I guess a Jamaican fellow. Uh, I don't know if they're in Jamaica, but whatever. Uh, they, they know, they, I guess they must have likened him to No Hong Chol. Uh, you know, they said a member was of Aver- Infinity Challenge. Yeah. Uh, he also known as the elevator guy. Uh, <laughs> um, they likened him to him and they thought, well, we, we should compare them to it. Like, we think he's a No Hong Chol, but a different kind of No Hong Chol. Uh, what could we do to compare him? Um, hmm. What, what is the main difference? Um, oh, let's call him a freshly baked No Hong Chol. That'll work. Nobody will get offended by that. Yeah. You're wrong. Yeah. (laughs) I think, I think we need to have a moment here and have a heart to heart with Infinity Challenge. Hey, listen, I know you're all listening to the show. Jaysuk, Jaysuk, Hongchushi, Gushi, uh, um, Youngsushi, the rest Mm -hmm. of you. Uh, I don't remember the names. They're all really funny, but I don't remember all the names. Um, we're gonna have, let's sit down. Go ahead and have a seat. Have a seat. Come on, Gil. I, I, I know, I know this chair is not big enough, but come on. Just have a seat right there. Uh, ha, sit down already, ha. I, I, I know that's, I know that's sparkly. I know that's sparkly. Over here. Over here. Alright, sit down. We need to talk. I have I have my friend here, Brandon Cooper, aka King Kaz. Kaz, I have the guys here. What, what would you like to tell them? I I don't know. I've I've I put less of it on them and more of it on the producers. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's a good show, right? Yeah, it's, it's a, a fun show. show. It's one of the only shows, like like, and people have talked about this about Korean entertainment. Where yeah. you don't have a lot of sarcasm. Yeah. You know? And there's always more emphasis on kind of this wordplay and physical comedy yeah. than kind of anything else. Whereas Infinity Challenge is just like a kind of a group of dudes. It has a jackass element to it more yeah. than even Running Man does. Yeah. Where it's just like, all right, it's you guys and you're going to go do this ridiculous thing on the streets, yeah. you know? 
And yeah. then sometimes they're just like, you know what? You're an asshole. No, you're a goddamn asshole. I was doing this goddamn thing. And then you came over here, you know, fucking with my thing, you know, and, <laughs> and that's kind of what makes it fun is there's almost this bit of sarcasm in that show. Yeah. And I think they're used to making the hard joke and it being okay, you yeah. know? And I think here it wasn't, it wasn't ill intent. But no. it was very ill-informed, yeah. you know, because they're like, oh, he's like a fucking, like, it. he's slightly darkened version of Noh Hong right. Chong, you know. He's like, he's like, it's like if Noh Hong Chong was a black guy, you know, it's like, yeah. this dude is just wild and crazy like he is. And that was more of their intent. Like, holy shit, there's a person who's just like this crazy asshole over here, you know, yeah. except he's black. And. I think in their minds, it's like, you know, yeah, it's okay. we can go, we can go for the hard joke, you know, because it's like, we're fucking with Noah Chong, but it's like, no, it's, it's not just your thing. It's a, you yeah. know, this is the thing that's seen throughout Korea and in other places of the world. And you have to kind of think about that for a second. And I think that's just what happened. You get yeah. caught up like, like we have our friends that we, you know, we talk to here and there and we, we're all cool with the hard joke. Like I can yeah. tell somebody, you know, a whatever, an asshole, blah, blah, blah. Like they'll make a black joke and we'll all laugh and it's funny yeah. and it's cool because we all know each other and that's kind of within that thing. But if yeah. we did that out in the streets, people would be like, Oh my God. Yeah. What is wrong with them? You know? Yeah. Like, uh, and me, if I, if, if we were, if I, if y'all were in a group and uh, hanging out together in the real life, and I approached the group, you greeted me, and I went, "Sup, niggas," and yeah. it wasn't Miami. Uh, things wouldn't be so good, you know. <laughs> uh, things wouldn't be so good, and uh, I think it's just a lack of awareness. I think it, um, uh, it's something that, and uh, we talk about. Uh, they, uh, I watched an episode of Hello Counselor. I don't know if I've told this story before, and if I have, I'm sorry. I might repeat myself. But there was this great guest on Hello Counselor, uh, or just Hello, if you just translate the, the what they say, uh, it, where uh, this uh, Korean wife who had moved to the states with her uh, African American husband was, you know, had her concern was that he keeps flying back every year to be on this uh, Songs of Korea show, like where apparently they they have people come on to sing trot songs. I've never heard of the show, but whatever. One of the things that she, they, they talked to her about was like, well, you know, you say that you have all this trouble of having to come here all the time. Well, why don't you kind of just send him on his own? I mean, I imagine you love each other and you trust him, you know, you send him on his own. It's like, she said, like, I trust him. I just don't trust this country. <laughs> like, I don't trust this country around him. And how, uh, and she commented how people would come up to him, rub their ha- finger on him, on his skin, and, or like rub their hand on him. And check their hand if they saw, they rubbed off any dirt. Like, and even he commented on how things, he fought there for the Korean War and things haven't changed. And as much as he loves the country, things haven't changed. So. Yeah. It's a thing and things like this, no matter how unintentional they are, when you're still dealing with the stigma of being considered a racist country, you know, like people still probably, you know, that's a thing that people still think of, uh, as much as they've made leaps and bounds. It's still a thing. And when you make dumb things like this, 
It doesn't doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, but hopefully they'll learn a little bit. That could I don't be know. It. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully they'll learn for it. But still, um, it all that into consideration, guys. I have you sitting down here. Hopefully, haha, haha. What? I know the thing is shiny. Uh, do, mm-hmm. do, were you standing over the, the whole time when we tried to talk to you? Come on, listen to this. You'll listen to it later. You'll learn. All right. I know. Uh, all right. I understand. Jason had to leave for his other schedule five minutes ago. Okay, fine. He's busy. Okay. All right. Hopefully, you guys learned from this. Enjoy your day. We're going to talk about something else. We're going to talk about uh, as they walk out the door. We're going to talk about dramas. Uh. All right, so both of us are more or less a little over halfway through Good Doctor. I know it's been a while since we started saying that we're going to watch it, but hey, we we have lives, kind of. Uh, yeah. It's holiday maybe. season. Holiday season. Mm-hmm. We work in retail. Season. <laughs> yeah. See me in the streets. It's hot out there. Uh, we talk about a good doctor, a show that, uh, is, and I've talked about it before, is a fascinating show because the, the, the central premise is that the main character suffers what is, uh, alright, so, uh, uh, the setup of the premise is that he suffers from a form of autism, uh, he loses his younger, he loses his older brother when he's a kid, grows up dreaming to become a doctor, specifically become a pediatric surgeon, and then you, you follow him on his journey uh, as trials and tribulations at a medical school, uh, well, medical know. internship. Yeah, his, he's out of medical school. He's out of medical school. A school a hospital, a school hospital. Um, uh, and he's in his resident resident re, rest residency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a word. Is, right? God damn, I can't <laughs> say it either. <laughs> we can't say words. I'm sorry. How did you, you know how long the, I fucking watched fucking uh? Scrubs, I should be able to say residency. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eagle. Um, but yeah, he's in his uh, first year residency. He has to prove himself. Uh, you know, he has an interview. You know, he has a lot of things happen. Uh, Kaz, uh, did, what did, okay, what did expectations did you have coming into this, uh, when I proposed it as an extra credit thing, uh, for us? Um, okay. So, in kind of the hard, the hard sense of it, I figured this is what we were going to get. Like, this is exactly what I figured we were going to get. I figured it was going to be a show where, oh, this guy has autism and he wants to be a doctor, right? He was going to be, have a hard life as a child, come across, meet a girl, you know, oh, you know, and then there's some conflict. And all this stuff, which I'm not saying none of this stuff isn't in there. The stuff is in there. But I thought that this is all it was going to be. And then it was like, oh, and you get to a point. And, oh, you know what? He's not really all that autistic anymore. And he's kind of <laughs> normal like everyone else. Um, And, of, of course, namely, we haven't finished it to say that that isn't what's going to happen. But we'll see what happens, but yeah. so far, it's a lot more deeper besides all those things that I named, like all those things that I named that I said, Oh, I thought that this is all it was going to be. Yeah. Those things are in there. Those things are very clearly in there. 
but there is this deepness to it that I did not expect. Um, that, that has been making it an enjoyable show for me Uh because like, it's like, okay, I have to pay attention in every episode because it's really, really deep. Um, is it like, oh my God, hardcore drama changed the world? No, because it still has this weirdness to it where they, they kind of put that Korean stigma thing in it of just like, oh, he's a troublemaker. Like when it's not that he's a troublemaker, it's just he has some kind of deficiency. Right. And like, yeah. if you kind of paid more attention to him, things may go a lot easier, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it but, makes sense because like, when you look at this character, you look at, um, uh, there's a lot of like parts that go back and forth and, uh, it's almost like you have to kind of soften your expectations of how you're, they're going to deal with his mental illness. Cause, um, yeah, there's no, there's not a good history with Koreans, uh, South Korean uh, mental history and mental health. Uh, so like, uh, a lot of it is, you know, oh, he's, they, they just, uh, dismiss him. Uh, but I kind of, I, I understood, okay, the characters are doing what, what is historically been the thing. Okay, I understand that. But the characters that are on the side keep, uh, talking about, alright, but we can cure him. And it's like, or they, the early times they, they keep talking about curing him and curing his autism. Like, people do, that's a kind of a big claim to to throw out there. Just kind of throw out there that you're going to cure autism. Like, okay, you're going to cure his autism. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's going to be that magical thing that you do. But, uh, I go back. But, yeah, the drama does do a lot of things well. And I have to say, yeah, the, there is some cartoon villainy, though, <laughs> early yeah. on in this show. Uh, there's some car, there's some snidely whiplash mustache twirling bullshit going on on this show yeah there definitely is yeah the the guy and you see him as soon as you see him you know he's going to be one of those villains because his his the the uh son-in-law of the the executive vice president or whatever he's got his hair slicked back he looks like a mouse like yeah you're gonna be ridiculous and a ridiculous antagonist aren't you Oh, and your buddy over there, who's also looks like a like a character actor, you two, you're both gonna be ridiculous, aren't you? Yep, there you go, there you go, being ridiculous. Yeah, and it, it, I don't know, it, it, it bothered me early on because it's just like, oh, everyone is instantly like, oh, we gotta fucking murder this kid, basically. <laughs> You know, when he hasn't, he hasn't done a thing. He hasn't done a thing up to this point. And they're like, oh, he, I, I fucking hate this kid. You know? Like, and I don't know. It was just kind of jarring at first, but then you kind of think like, okay, they're, they're taking almost a satire on, on how, uh, Korean culture treats, treats these things. Yeah. So you're just like, man, like, I'd really feel sorry for this kid in real life, you know, because they would have just been like, uh, no, he's not going to work here. And, you know, yeah. that would have really been the end of it. Yeah. Um, but like the kid is, is smart. And a lot of the times in the things that they're having problem with, he's right. You know, he's like, oh, if we did this, like, you know, yeah, it's the harder decision. But if we did this thing, like, you know. Yeah. We'd be right. Yeah. And, you know, but they're always like, no, no, you're dumb. I don't even know <laughs> why you, you, you spoke words. 
And then later on, they're like, oh, my God. He was right. <gasps> what? No. We can't what? let anyone know. Right. Like, uh, it's like, uh, and, and a lot of times it's like, oh, okay, yeah, he's, he's, he's right. Uh, and I think the parts where it works well is when, all right, he knows the right answer. He just can't get it across right. And that's how usually things work, you know, when you have something on the autism spectrum is that, yeah. uh, they, they see a dip, they see the world differently. Uh, they usually are pretty logical and have, you know, complete thoughts. They just can't quite, you know, they try their best to get the you know idea across, and I think they they do it well early on. But I, they 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 do a lot where suddenly he starts to be able to solve things on a uh, connect with people on an emotional level, uh, yeah. and solve things with his words and speaking words, like being able to cleverly speak the words and say the right thing, where autistic people. Can't do those things. <laughs> Not yeah. really. Like, uh, but I mean, I understand they needed that moment, but they could have had him. They, they needed him to be the protagonist at all times so that they had him solve every problem. Yeah. But I almost feel like that really hurts the show in some ways because then it, you're yeah. being wishy washy on your portrayal of something like a real, like autism <laughs> or, if you had like yeah. another character, like the girl, if she was the one that, like, he was the one being over analytical and over, uh, you know, maybe yelling a little bit, and she was the one that connected with people emotionally and, and got that part. That could work better, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I think, yeah, it, it's just it's tough. You know, it's autism yeah. is kind of a real thing. Um. So the other thing I did, and I think I mentioned this, but the other thing I did was I compared this show to two other shows mm-hmm. in this kind of same ilk, I guess would be, uh, one being House, yeah. uh, which is a great show about this, this flawed, but not mentally, uh, but just like, well, kind emotionally. of, but not for the, yeah, emotionally flawed genius of a doctor who's really good at diagnosis and kind of pinpointing what's wrong with a person um by saying it's four other things and then at the end yeah. of the episode saying it was something else you so, know and his so best friend it. says something about chips and then it's like oh the answer is this it's like yeah yeah um yeah. and and very surprisingly doogie hauser um yeah <laughs> and i know for a lot of people they're gonna be like oh fuck is that um so for those who aren't as old as i uh and don't necessarily remember the starts of uh, acclaimed and famed actor um oh my god neil patrick harris aka mph mph um he started his acting in commercials and then was did a little tv show called doogie hauser md where he played a genius child who became a doctor Hmm. Mm -hmm. um and a lot of times in that particular show uh you had the thing uh the kind of outline thing of like oh you know what what the hell is going on would be that people were like i'm not gonna let a kid treat me you know um so you know you would have that 
every so often. Yeah, and, it's the same you know, conflict. The yeah. same conflict. It, it, it's just a... Uh, yeah, Whereas he knew what he was doing. He knew how to do it, and he knew how to do it very well. It's just he was a kid, you know, and some yeah. and people were like, no, I'm not. You're a kid. There's no reason, like, I would let you treat me. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, you're a child. Um, whereas like he knew exactly what he was talking about. He knew exactly what he was doing, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's kind of that same thing here in, in both of those senses of, of those shows where it's like people, people would go to house and then would turn around and not want them to treat him because he was very realist. He was just like, Oh, you're a dick, but you know, I'm going to treat you anyway. Yeah. And. You know, and they would be like, well, I don't want some fucking doctor who's talking to me like this. And they're like, well, you know, he's the best in the world at this, you know. So it's either deal with it or, or you know, yeah, get fucked. whatever. <laughs> Whereas, you know, Dickie Hauser was like, oh, you know, I'm not going to be treated. I'm not going to be treated by a kid. Like, that's not going to happen. Well, like, he's the best, you know, doctor right now. So, you know, then it came around and it was like, oh, you know what? If I didn't get treated by him, I would have fucking died. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, you, you come around and you have those moments in this show where it's like, oh, you know what? Like, he was right from the beginning. And if we yeah. had listened to him, it would have been easier. And 12 episodes in, we still are having this moment where it's just like, like, oh, yeah, he, he knew what he was talking about the last seven times, but he's still stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what? Yeah. Like, what? How do I mean, you uh, know? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like, even though I think there are moments where, uh, you know, the main characters start to get it, it's just like, it starts to become ridiculous with, with some other characters. And I think it's, there are moments when it starts to find a really good groove and start to do really good things, like where, you know, the cartoon villains of early in the show become more the, the kind of, the sinister machinations of the, the hospital that make a little more sense. Like you understand the motivate, like when the, the bigger picture of the machinations of the hospital and the people working in there, you start to make sense. Like the, the vice president trying to kind of privatize the hospital. Uh, as soon as, like, put, gear them so that when, you know, uh, privatized, uh, private hospitals become legal in, in Korea, they're in position to be right there at the forefront, uh, for, you know, for kids stuff. Uh, uh but that would, you know, and that being the violating the ethics of, you know, the doctors there and, uh, you know, the, the, the fiance of the, the head doctor guy, you know, putting himself in a position where she's going to be the chairwoman. She's kind of, doing her machinations and you get that and it starts to make sense but uh yeah and, and it finds and all that stuff is good like but, all, yeah all those parts of it are really really good and really interesting yeah and really well acted and i think the the uh so far the the i i a lot of the uh dr kim the, the professor kim the the head doctor guy uh i i a lot of his stuff makes sense like his uh, he doesn't seem as cartoonishly villain. Like, I understand that he's, is like, he's dealing with some internal struggle of wanting to not necessarily be responsible for this kid or, 
maybe wanting better for him than this, you know, life, you know, or like yeah. you, you understand what he's coming from when he's kind of pushing away the, you know, uh, uh, Park Shion, uh, where he's kind of pushing him away so much because of his past and his history. And even before they reveal it, you kind of understand that there's something going on and, uh, and you know, their relationship stuff and that works out well. And, but it just so kind of, it, it, I wish it, there wasn't so much of the show that got silly and kind of got ridiculous and repetitive. And yeah, you know what? There is a great silly moment though of just like the the love interest, so to speak, yeah. uh, in the beginning, where she, where you're not sure she's gonna be the love interest, and it was there was a slight hope, and I knew I was watching a Korean drama. I knew I was watching a Korean drama, and I was like. Are they just gonna be friends? <laughs> yeah, I, I had that moment too. It was like, yeah, are they gonna be really good friends of the opposite gender? Yay, that'd yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be cool. And then you're they like, for friendship. And then four more episodes in, you're like, well, no. He likes her. Well, but, you know, there's but, just yeah. that great moment in the beginning where she gets drunk and comes home and he just is like, uh, what? And she just plops her clothes off and hops in the bed, and he's just like, "Okay, I uh, shit, I'm gonna just brush my teeth," you know. Yeah, and then, like it's... in the morning, he doesn't know what to do, and like, you know what? That that is like you said in that sense, almost kind of slightly what what some autistic people would do. Some would just freak the fuck out because they're very personal space, you know? Yeah. Or, the, you like, know, thing and... But that's, like, an extreme sense, but, like, him on the, the certain level of this autism spectrum where he would... Uh, he understands what's, you know, going on in a in scientific level. So it's like, all right, there's somebody in my house. It's like, I don't know what to do about this, so I'm just going to wait here and uh, I'm, uh so hopefully somebody will instruct me. It's like, all right, I guess this is happening. Uh Hopefully, I don't know what's going on, so hopefully somebody will let me know. I'm just going to stand here. <laughs> I just gotta, br- I gotta brush my teeth. So this, this is not a thing I can deal with. I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna brush yeah. my teeth because I know how to deal with that. <laughs> uh, and it's just hilarious when he's just standing there brushing his teeth, like nothing. This is like there looking at her, like she's still there sleeping. What's yeah. she doing? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and she wakes up and is like, ah! <laughs> right. Like, why are you in my house? You know, and, and he's having the rational thing of like, no, no, th- I live here. You don't live here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, like, uh, what is going on? And she finally figures it out and it's like, uh, it, it's a, it's hilarious. And I think if they didn't try to shoehorn this thing again, you know, the, the autism, uh, you know, they, they don't quite re- express love or connect on, on the same level that we do. It's, it, it's, if they would, if I, I would have loved if they had just stayed friends, if they were just like, you know, yeah. this person, but you know, it's a Korean drama. What can we do? Yeah. Cause oh, wait. when they get into all that, there's this loss of the cool, like, like he, he in those first few episodes is portraying an autistic adult really really well you know Uh because 
through, especially here in America, like we, we have these checks and balances. And my mom used to work for these places that would deal with mentally challenged kids. So sometimes you would have kids who are autistic there. Right. And as they grow up, they, they have this understanding that I have a deficiency, but it's not deficient enough to keep me from living a normal life, you know? And uh, I just kind of have to learn how to hardcore rationalize where, like, for most people, it's really simple, you know. But yeah, yeah, For like, him, it's just like, like, okay, I need to do this and then 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 come home, you know, and he and he does that. And I've met, you know, autistic people who are like that. They're like, I have to, you know, kind of pace out everything so I don't lose my train of thought and I don't, you know, have, you know, have a moment where like I'm just shaken and and don't know what's going on. So they're like, I have to, you know, kind of step out everything. And like, like if something kind of goes awry, like I don't know what to do. Whereas, you know, if something kind of goes awry for you, you're like, Oh, turn left, you know? Um, (laughs) And in the first few episodes, they had those great moments. Like when they go to work together and he's, not ignoring her he's just trying to get to work because that's the thing that he's focused on while she's trying to talk to him and he's like you know go all right i gotta go down the block um then wait for the bus the bus should show up in seven minutes and i get on the bus okay cool all right that's what that's what i'm focused on right now you know and she's like you know hey this thing and he's like huh like what uh no like i'm I, the bus like <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm trying to get, to, I'm trying to get to work. God damn it! <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Except that he doesn't curse. It was just kind of yeah. another hilarious moment where she, she's like, like, uh, like he goes, like, I understand why people curse now. I was like, what? I thought you didn't know like cursing. I was like, I, I know some curse words. It's like, all right, then do one, do one. She's like, and he does something that's just completely ridiculous, has no curse words in it, and it's like, come on, no, that's not a curse word. You're going to have to get better than that. <laughs> but it's yeah. hilarious and adorable. Um, and, again, it's like those things that balance out where I think there's so, some cool moments and, like, uh, some fun characters. Like, the nurses are fun. The the girl that's always yeah. in there is fun. And I think later on the show, what they do do well on later on the show rather than earlier is... Uh, finally let us know what the hell is going on with these kids that are always there <laughs> yeah. especially that one girl it's like it's like why are they always there are they that sick it's like oh okay yeah. now i understand like okay she needs a liver transplant like okay it's a big deal <laughs> it's kind of a big deal yeah. uh but uh, before that i was like god damn these kids are here a lot i mean i know they're the main characters of the show but damn they're in this hospital a long time they better have some wrong right. things. They seem kind of normal. They seem kind of okay. But. Right. Where other kids kind of have come and gone. And you know, like, you just have these, like, four or five who are just always here. Yeah. Like, what it's the like, fuck is wrong with them? Well, at least we, we got, we got some, we're gonna find, probably hopefully get to find out what, uh, happens with, uh, her at least. Cause she's a fun character. Yeah. She's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> she's hilarious. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, we're so far we're only halfway. So this is these are just our thoughts uh, halfway. Uh, once we uh, imagine finish it, uh, we'll give our like further thoughts uh, uh, in a future episode. But that's kind of how we feel about the show. I think that is a good assessment. Yeah. If things change, we'll let y'all know. But that's yeah, kind of how we I, feel. And it's weird. I think we feel kind of exactly the same. Like, we're kind of scared of where the show is going to end because we're just like, it starts out so good, but it's just going to end up a regular Korean drama. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, But hopefully, maybe, hopefully things work themselves out and it finds that groove that they had in the beginning again. But you never know. Yeah. Um. All right, so the next drama we're actually going to talk about is the talk is the one that uh, you told me about. It's going to be Iris, which I'm excited ah, for. Yes, yes, yes. We're going to talk about that soon. At least as once we finally get around to <laughs> watching it, I got to fire up my Drama Fever account uh, and watch that. Also, I've uh, decided what my next uh, extra credit assignment, which is probably going to be for a while after Iris, uh, is I'm going to we I almost feel we have to check out I think a show that is has topped the rating charts is kind of blown blown the uh world of uh, Korean dramas up right now uh and is co and apparently was co-produced by Drama Fever. Um okay. And apparently has some hilariously bad white people acting, which is always a plus. Uh mm-hmm. and that show is called Airs. Uh, it's a show that's currently okay. airing right now. It's on Drama Fever. They're posting the episodes. Uh, that is definitely going to be an interesting thing to talk about. But that is in the future. Of course, next time it's Iris. And we will look forward to checking that out. Um, I think that's it for us. Uh, I think that's it for us. Kaz, what, what is going on in your world? Um, Hearthstone. Yes. God damn! I, you know, I should I should play that. I haven't mean to play that. Like I, I I have a thing. I've like kind of always had a thing for trading card games. Um, I've got really really big into Magic. Uh, uh-huh. when I was a kid, uh, due to my brother, and I never necessarily had much of a care for Pokemon, but I always loved to watch people play Yu Gi Oh. Um, yeah. I never really played much myself, but I always loved watching people play Yu-Gi-Oh! And this right now is just kind of taking over my life. Uh, I'm having <laughs> so, 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 so much fun with it. Um, and then trying to get back to work on all the other podcasts and shows and websites that I'm trying to create, uh, while also at the same time, uh, playing Hearthstone. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, uh, of course, people can follow you at KingKaz, about.me slash KingKaz, yep. twitter.com slash yep. KingKaz, twitch.tv slash KingKaz, uh, if you want to catch the streaming, uh, as well. Uh, you can find me at PDRave, about.me slash PDRave, uh, twitter.com slash PDRave. You can listen to, uh, this show at com or that, and much easier URL to remember is kpoppodcast.com. Uh, if you want to share it with your friends, just say that out loud, easy to remember. Uh, follow, check out all the other shows on my network, uh, Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast, uh, Record Breakers, which we're really having a lot of fun, uh, doing. Uh, check out all of our friends' stuff and all of our stuff. Uh, check out, you know, check out DeltaJuliaMike.com for the International Anime League, uh, finals starring, uh, Justin Robert Young and, uh, Tom Merritt joining, uh, having, our buddy G- DJM uh, joined them to talk about the International Anime League, which is yeah hilarious fun. 
for the fans of that wide eye offense, uh, go ahead and check that out. That sounds so bad. <laughs> the fans of that wide eyed offense. Yes. It's a beautiful joke. Until next time, hasta los huevos. Annyeong. Annyeong.